Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Welcome to the LUA Podcast Studios. I'm your host, Eric, and this is Listen Up, America. Well, as promised uh, this week, we're going to be talking a lot about COVID, and that's going to be in the next segment. There's a lot of information out there, and it absolutely contradicts itself. Sometimes it comes from the same person who will say one thing, and then an hour later, literally, say the opposite. And they wonder where all this confusion and, and mistrust, and it's because it's created on purpose. But we'll get to that in a minute. So I was having a debate, and I was talking to my lovely bride, and wanted her input. I have a story that I want to share with you all, and it's very sad. It's frustrating, and it's angry, and I didn't know if I wanted to start the show that way, or if I wanted to end it that way. And I kind of leaned towards starting it, and my wife completely agreed. So thank you, my bride, my queen. Last Saturday in Chicago, Illinois, a 29-year-old female police officer named Ella French was murdered on the lovely streets of Chicago. It was a routine traffic stop, and she'd been on a force for a few years, and she was part of the community safety team. And uh, there were two young men, two pieces of excrement, just a couple of scumbags, they were raised by a scumbag. Their mom, she's a peach. We'll get to her in a second. Amonti Morgan and Eric Morgan, ages 21 and 22 respectively. They shot her in the head during a traffic stop. They refused to get out, and they just shot her. Cold-blooded, killed her, shot her partner. Partners, um, as far as I know, is not dead, but no status, names, or anything has been given. And uh, I don't blame them. This story is disgusting on every level you can think of. And as you all know, I am a big proponent of law and order, justice, a backer of the blue. The police are there to keep the peace so that scumbags like these two Morgan bastards are hurting people. The uh, younger one, Amonti, he was somehow, thank you, liberal DAs, he was out. He was arrested in April, because on April 9th, he got involved in a hit and run and ran a man over on a sidewalk, and he's out on the streets killing cops. You probably didn't hear about that, but that is very true. What I just told you is 100% accurate, that the DAs of these big liberal cities like Chicago, LA, they do it down here, and they're trying to recall the, the scumbag down here. He doesn't care what you do. You burn down something, you murder somebody, you kill a cop especially, there's like no bail. Just send them out. I know. Back to the streets where you belong. And then they, you know, shocker, they hurt. And uh, other people, in this case, they murdered a young woman. That her whole life out of her. <sighs> Lori Lightfoot, the scumbag mayor we call Beetlejuice, she had the balls to show up to the hospital the night it happened. There were hundreds of CPD officers out on the street, and there was... Numbers were something between 20 and 30 officers on her floor, basically posting vigil outside her room. She showed up. The woman who's created this whole catastrophe. It's guns from other states. It has nothing to do with the people. Except when I have a gun, then it's me. It's my fault. These ignorant pieces of crap, Lightfoot included, 
sits there and just washes her hands of any responsibility or accountability of this whatsoever. Just not my problem, not my fault. You just should have been a better cop. Well, every officer outside and inside that hospital, when she approached, they turned their backs to her and took a couple of steps away. That is the largest form of disrespect you can politely give a politician when you're a cop. The other one is yelling at him and calling him every name in the book because that's what they are. She's nothing. She's scum. She's just whatever's on the bottom of your shoes when you walk through a toxic plant. That's what these liberal hack politicians are. They don't care about anybody out there. Constituents, please. People that work for the city, no. She has no respect for the police, but she shows up. While this was going on, the boy's mother, Mrs. Morgan, she showed up. She got in a fight with the police because, you know, their boys are innocent. Right. It's on video cam and body cams. and They were caught. They have been arrested. They'll probably be released and given a parade. Lightfoot will be the grand marshal. But she got in a fight with the cops, screaming, you know, racism and all that bull crap. This is all intentional. Anyone with a brain in head knows this is intentional on the liberals' part. Create the chaos, the confusion, the anxiety, the hate, the anger. Stir it up and just watch it explode. And as you all know, and I know you are, completely sick and tired of this. It's just unacceptable. So there's a gentleman on Chicago PD who was appointed by Mayor Lightfoot. His name is First Deputy Superintendent Eric Carter. Political hack. Wearing a uniform. He answers to her because that's the way she has it set up. When a fireman or a policeman, especially in Chicago, but I know it happens in LA and it happens in New York and may happen everywhere, but particularly in Chicago, it's quite the tradition. When a fallen fireman or police officer falls in the line of duty, they are given a bagpipe procession. The department shows up in full support and colors and they pay their respects. I've got a quote for you from Mr. First Deputy Superintendent Eric Carter, he, in reference to the bagpipe procession, says, and I quote, we don't have 20 minutes for this After that, Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice, came out and said that, well, we couldn't do it because the medical examiner said because of COVID risk and so forth, we can't do that. Okay. Then they talk to the medical examiner who says, I gave no such recommendation whatsoever. I don't have a problem with tradition being carried out. There's no risk or danger to them. I've probably all been vaccinated. So they tried to throw him under the bus and he's like, wouldn't me. No, it was the two political hacks that once more spit in the face of the police. And I got more in Chicago on the COVID, but from all of us, from all of us, Ella, officer French to her family, to her friends and to her fellow officers, I am deeply sorry for your loss, it affects all of us that respect law and order. None of us ever want to see an officer fall in the land of duty. It's just not right. But I want to thank Ella for her service, for her courage, for those officers that turned their back and will continue to do so. This is for you.
So I told you guys four weeks ago, I brought up the issues and problems of Afghanistan and uh, Chairman Joe the Potato has decided we're all out. Mission, you know, he didn't say mission accomplished, so I, I should not say that because it wasn't, because there was really never a defined mission. We was just a way to waste money and waste lives and limbs and blood. So here's an update. Uh, I told you four weeks ago that the war with the Taliban would take Afghanistan completely back by September. Well, looks like I was wrong. Looks like I might have been a week or so late because Chairman Joe in July said, there's no problem here. The Afghan security forces are going to be able to take care of everything. They're going to handle, they're going to defend, they'll defeat and hold back the Taliban and the whole thing. And we're good. We will not have a repeat of Hanoi because reporters brought up. Uh, is this going to be another Hanoi? For those of you not familiar, in 1975 in Vietnam, Hanoi was being evacuated. Our last embassy personnel, government, military personnel were being lifted off of the roofs. Civilians and so forth were also being lifted. They were literally grabbing onto the skids of the helicopters, the Hueys and whatnot, trying to get out of there before they are completely taken over and killed. And uh, nope, Chairman Joe's like, ain't gonna happen. We're good. We're good. Got a video. Let's play it. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. Hang on a second. Mr. President, how serious was the corruption among the Afghanistan government to this mission failing there? Well, first of all, the mission hasn't failed yet. There is uh, in Afghanistan um, and all parties, there's been corruption. The question is, can there be an agreement on unity of purpose? What is the objective? For example, it started off, there were going to be negotiations between the Taliban and the Afghan National Security Forces and the Afghan government. That, that didn't, come to, didn't come to fruition. So the question now is, where do they go from here? That, the jury is still out. But the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. That video was from July 8th. And not a week later, I went on this podcast and told you all, Afghanistan is going to fall like a house of cards. And uh, unfortunately, because of my knowledge of the circumstances, the history of this country, the history of just military in general, uh, this wasn't hard to see at all, if you were even looking. The Pentagon is pretty much useless. The generals that have been in charge of this have either been useless and or had their hands tied by governments, our governments, the presidents, telling them what they can't do to win the war. Because that was the objective to win, but you know, here we are. Since none of that was allowed to happen and when anyone spoke up, like there was a general that was fired under Obama uh, for speaking out, so he was dismissed. We won't have that. Right, so uh, 20 years, almost 2,000 American lives, another 10 plus thousand wounded, our sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters, all those that served downrange. I know we were all sold that the bill of goods, it, it's better to fight them there than here. And uh, 
there was a certain logic to it, but you look back, how do you feel about it now? Uh, I, I feel like it was a nothing like always with the United States government. It was a bunch of lies. We spent over $2.2 trillion on this nightmare, and we've accomplished nothing. Well, we got bin Laden. Yeah, well, could have killed him in 93. We didn't. CIA tracked him into Pakistan where he's been hiding forever. And we went in and the SEALs took him out. But we had to make sure we had a cute little funeral for him because we don't offend anybody. There used to be a time in war, in American history in particular, that we didn't really give a crap about offending anybody. We wanted to win, come home, and make the world a better place. So what's better? Well, the Taliban, I said, by September, we'll take the whole country. Here we are on August 16th. Afghanistan has all but fallen completely to the Taliban. The Afghan security forces, these well-trained cowards, dropped weapons, surrendered, were killed, changed sides, whatever. As of this morning, uh, they had captured something like 85% of the country in four weeks. Just kept walking in. They have with them now our equipment. This is great. I mean, I told you we left stuff behind. They now have Humvees and drones. We left drones for the Afghan security forces because why wouldn't you? And now the Taliban has them. So coming to a town near you, I'm sure. Nothing changes. We just armed the Taliban. They took over Bagram Air Force Base. That was the big one. That was the big mother of all bases in Afghanistan. And, uh, That's under Taliban control. The prison that was there, this is great. You'll like this. So some of the Gitmo detainees that we had and we transferred them, we sent them to there. They're now running about. They're free as the day is long. The entire air base that we housed, our military, our special forces units, medical, everything. That's all under the Taliban. That's theirs now. They're living in a base we built. We didn't blow it up on the way out the door. No, why would we do that? You know, Afghan's going to use it, yeah, for a, like a week. And then they just gave it away. Well, Joe keeps up the facade that, you know, Afghan's going to work this out and, you know, they're going to have a negotiation. And negotiation is simply this. Taliban has the country as of yesterday, which was Sunday. The Taliban was in Kabul. Kabul is the capital. Six million people. Taliban's there. They've entered the homeland, the the big city, the capital. We are now deploying 5,000 troops into the capital to make sure we get out all of our government and civilian population immediately. It's called Hanoi Part 2. There were imagery and film I'm watching this morning of Chinook helicopters. They're the bigger two-prop helicopters that carry about 60 people. They're flying back and forth from the roof and the grounds literally, of our embassy. Oh, our embassy, $700 million we paid for that monster. It's going to be Taliban property in a couple of days. Blackhawks, those helicopters I saw, they were flying back and forth too. They hold about 10. So they're flying back and forth to the militarized site of the Kabul airport, and they're shipping them out. And to date, we've only gotten out, I think they said about 12 to 1,800 Afghan civilians of the interpreters and, and the interpreters themselves. There's still about 18,000 to go. That's probably not going to happen. But the Taliban's patient. They just sat back in Iran and Pakistan and just waited for us to just quit. 
because we weren't going to break any rules. You know, there's rules in liberal warfare and the way the Pentagon likes to pussyfoot around. I, I have friends in the military. I have sources, CIA, things like that. I know people. And uh, <laughs> to a man and a woman, uh, there's zero faith in the competence of the Pentagon leadership and the White Houses. And I, White House is Bush, Obama. You know, Trump wanted to just get them out. Um, but even then, okay, we're getting out, but then why were we here? You know, Biden's just pulled the rug out and like, we're out. Oh, we got to send people back. It's a yo-yo show. It's just a fiasco. And I have clips. I'm going to play him from Jake Tapper on CNN. He's ripping them to pieces. Asking our Secretary of State, Blinken. He's an idiot. Go on YouTube and look him up. Blinken, band, guitar. Watch him play and sing. Whew. Give you eight seconds and you'll delete it. They're shredding them. People on the Washington Post are calling this, you know, just a sideshow. It's a, it's a joke. It's the absolute lack of a plan. The Pentagon didn't know what to do. Can you believe that? They have scenario upon scenario and they didn't know how to do this. They were just going to leave the interpreters there that were on our side, the ones actually fought. He was like, well, we'll just leave them there. And there was an outcry from veterans saying, no, you got to get them out. They need to come because they saved my life and so forth. Pentagon didn't care. They gave the pressure. Well, we got some out. That'll be the word and the rest will be dead. The Taliban will take over that country. You know, everyone's right. Women's rights, women's rights. Hey folks, five years, they'll be back. And when I say they'll be back, our borders are wide open on the South. They can just walk on in and I'm sure they are. They're going to hurt us again and again and again and again. And we're going to play this pussyfoot game. Instead of, like I said, you want to end it, you send the message. You nuke it. Innocent people. Again, if you're not with us, you're against us, so you're not innocent. And as you can tell by the Afghan forces surrendering at the first word that the Taliban is over those couple of mountain ridges and are heading this way, we're out of here. Afghan forces outnumber them, by the way. They have the better equipment. And they're just dropping to guys on horses, Toyota pickup trucks. They're not even trying to fight. There's, there's literally no fight. The fight is when they surrender, they get murdered, killed, whatever. Taliban don't want them. They're cowards. But that entire tribal area, I don't even want to call it a country. It's a joke. Doesn't believe in anything. Doesn't care about anything. You know, we're all, well, we got to make sure the girls get to school. Hey, you can forget it. No one's getting school in that country. No one's going to get an education. It's over. So much so, the president of Afghanistan yesterday says this, and I quote, that's it. It's over. Afghan president and, quote, core team are flown out of Afghanistan. Afghan president Asharif Ghani has fled the country. You got that? Gone. He quit. They're out. Taliban, it's theirs. Afghanistan is 100% under control of the Taliban. They're just waiting for us to get out of the way. Maybe they'll try and go for some bloodshed at the end because they know we're leaving, leaving. They could maybe pull a Black Hawk down, a Somali thing. Let's kill some Americans on the way out the door. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be completely expecting it if I was in the Pentagon and in the field. But hey, Pentagon, they're so damn smart. They're going to screw that up too and get Americans killed. That's it. It's over. And nothing will change. They're still angry. They're still bitter. They're still uneducated. They're still going to torment and torture the people inside that area. They're going to try to hurt people outside that area, here and in Europe. Come after Australia. They're going to come after all the free-thinking countries. 
because they don't believe what you believe. They think you're wrong and they're going to fight for it. What are we going to do? We're going to send a drone in every once in a while and you'll hear on the news that tough guy, President Biden, authorized a strike via drone, killing, and they'll make up some names. And that's going to make everyone feel better. Won't mean a thing. Where there's one, there's a hundred to replace. Kind of like Hydra, you know, from Marvel. When one falls, two heads grow. Okay. That's all they do. And I've said before, and I'll say it again, you deal with fanaticism by being absolute fanatic. You end it. I'm not saying genocide. I'm saying if the Taliban's going to be a problem, you waste Afghanistan. You just dust it. And then you let the rest of the Islamic and Muslim world know this and this and this. These are Titan nuclear warheads. They're in a submarine right there in the Persian Gulf 24-7. They are aimed right at Mecca. Any of you get out of line, Mecca doesn't exist. Don't push, don't tempt, we will wipe it out. That's all you got to do. All they ever understand is fear and the, and the bully mentality. They have no concept of freedom. They don't care about it. They, it's not their thing. They like being controlled and told what to do. And that's fine with them. That's all they know. We cannot change that. It's not our responsibility to change it. It is our responsibility as the United States government and the military to defend this country. And frankly, they're not doing it and haven't been doing it. More people are going to die. Nothing will change. And this will go on and on. Here, Jake Tapper. In what a lot of experts believe, uh, and you can disagree with this if you want, is that uh, having U.S. air support, having U.S. intelligence there to help the Afghan troops on the ground is what stiffens their spine, enables them uh, to do what they do. And that's part of the larger issue about whether or not the U.S. should have left behind any sort of residual force. But, but beyond that is, again, the question of how poorly this was done. The idea that President Biden ordered 2,500 service members out and now is sending up to 5,000 service members back in, does that not on its face show that the, ex that the exit was ineptly planned. And again, look, you told me a few months ago on this program that you thought it was entirely likely that the Taliban would be taking over the country. But President Biden, just last month, quote, the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. He was wrong. Jake, what we've done, what the president has done, is make sure that we were able to adjust to anything happening on the ground. Uh, and the fact that, we, that he sent additional forces in, we had those forces at the ready, fully prepared to go in the event uh, that this moved in a direction where we needed forces in place to ensure that our personnel was safe and secure, uh, to ensure also that we could do everything possible to bring out of Afghanistan those Afghans most at risk. That's exactly what we're doing. Why didn't you uh, have the troops in there and then let that happen first before taking them out? Again, I come back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, which is that that status quo I, was not sustainable. Uh, like it or not, uh, there was an agreement that the forces would come out on May 1st. Had they not, had we not begun that process, which is what the president did uh, and the Taliban saw, then we would have been back at war with the Taliban. And we would have been back uh, at war uh, with tens of thousands of troops having to go in because the 2,500 troops we had there and the air power would not have sufficed to deal with the situation, especially as we see, uh, alas, the hollowness of the, uh, the Afghan security forces. And by the way, from the perspective of our strategic competitors around the world, there's nothing they would like more than to see us in Afghanistan for another 5, 10, 20 years. It's simply not in the national interest.
You keep changing the, the subject to whether or not we should be there forever, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about whether or not this exit was done properly, uh, taking out all the service members before those Americans and those uh, Afghan translators could get out. That's what I'm talking about. And then you have to send people back in. That shows, that's a definition of, oh, we shouldn't have taken those troops out because now we have to send twice as many back in. Look, I think it shows that uh, we were prepared. The president was prepared for every contingency as this moved forward. Uh, we had those forces on hand uh, and they were able to deploy very quickly, again, to make sure that we could move out safely and securely, and securely as the situation on the ground changed. That is the White House propaganda machine, CNN, telling the secretary of state, who's a complete bubbling idiot, who has, he has literally no skill or knowledge whatsoever to do that job other than just lie. Hey, we were totally prepared. Hey, the idiot in chief just said not a couple of weeks ago, hey, they ain't got no problems here. We're going to pull out. Afghans got this baby dialed in. Poof. Oh, get those 5,000 troops in. They weren't on standby. We have troops that are on a 24-hour readiness. That's just the way the military used to be. But it was a scramble. Get him in. This is falling way faster. I can't believe, you know, they're like, I can't believe. You can't believe. Afghan president just took off. It's over. If the president of a country bails, why would the army continue to fight other than for their own lives? That's, you know, that's what little regard for have for life in general. They don't even value their own. You're not willing to defend yourself and family. You're just going to, what, pray to Allah and hope they don't cut your head off? Cool. You know, the Washington Post, they were on the news circuit today. Here's a short clip. Play it. And what's amazing is President Biden ran for office as the foreign policy expert, decades of service in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And yet look at how uh, poorly planned this seems to be right now. It is a calamity playing out hour by hour on television and one that. Foreign policy expert. It was proven. You can look at everything Joe voted for or against in the last 40 years, because he's only been in senator and so forth for like 40 years, not 270, not 180. Guy's a flipping idiot. Every policy that came out and he voted for or against, he was absolutely 100% wrong. He said, let's go. We shouldn't have been anywhere near it. He said, don't go. And we should have, and we went and wiped it out. He has been wrong every damn time. And then, oh, it's highly unlikely. I mean, the Taliban, pff, Afghans got this wrapped up. They quit. They quit. The president's gone. $700 million embassy. We built this monstrosity in Kabul. And they're shredding documents. And as you heard Jake Tapper saying, helicopters are flying 24-7 back and forth and getting them on Air Force planes and getting them the hell out of there. It's over. It's over. If you weren't going to nuke it, then you had to keep a presence. That's the only logical thing you could do. You would have to keep Bagram. You'd have to arm it to the teeth and, hey, you want to come get some? We'll blow your head off. That's all you could do. But we, you know, going there was a mistake. I, I said in the beginning, like I said, I lost friends over it. Paste it. Turn it into glass. Nuke it. Send the message. It's no different than what happened in World War II when we dropped two bombs on Japan. It ended it. Bloodshed over. War over. Millions of lives on both sides were saved. How many lives are going to die because we didn't do what we should have done? How many Afghanis are going to be murdered by, and are being murdered at this moment by the Taliban? You, you're never going to know. But it's going to be a big-ass number.
it's going to be more than the 2,000 we lost over 20 years. That's happening right now. We probably lost 3,000 today. They're in Kabul. They're right there. And we're dinking around. It is an embarrassment. And, you know, I, for my brothers and sisters out there, this is not on you. Not a touch of it is on you. We were asked to do something, no matter what we think about it, and go, we did it. That's what you got to do. And you come home, hopefully, hopefully okay. Doing something positive. Don't let this war define you. Don't let the effects of this war define you. You are all the best of us. You're strong. You're tough. You're brave. Now the fight is just take care of you. Take care of your family. It's okay to not like politics right now and dumbass presidents and pentagons full of jackasses. Just political self-serving hacks. They don't give a crap about this country. I said, we'll be in another war. Don't worry about it. Biden ain't done yet. But we will be attacked. I can't say that enough. This, this was as futile as futile gets. And I had friends in the military. It's like, we can't just nuke it. Again, I don't know where these rules come up. Um, if you build it, use it. We used it before, and it was extremely successful. Japan is one of, if not our biggest ally. They don't hate us. They hate the Chinese. We are one formidable force, especially when it comes to a Navy perspective between the two. China won't have a chance against us. But uh, Afghanistan, from that Rumsfeld and Bush and Cheney and, and flopping into Obama and the nitwits there, and then Trump. And I, the only out I give Trump is the fact that the uh, Pentagon was so corrupt and swamped. You know, he was firing people and moving things around, but you can't fire them all. Should. Should just fire them all. The, the ass clown chief of staff now, I don't even know his name. I don't even care. He's the angry white-looking guy who talks about racism in the military. That's his big thing. Guarantee that boy has been more racist in his career than any of you out there that have been in the service for the last five, ten years combined. That guy, he's old school. And uh, their, their guilt, their projection on all of us that we're the horrible thing, <laughs> no, jackass. We got problems here. That's why I do this podcast, to just show you all what you see and what you hear and what reality is often are two different things. But I said that Afghanistan would fall by September. And well, it is only the middle of August. So I guess officially I will be correct to the, probably the, the dot. But before the end of this month, it's over. We'll be out of the embassy on Tuesday. So figure Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's over. It's over. And I hope more of us ask, what the hell was the point? Fight the win or don't fight at all. To bring a slight touch of humor, I mean, Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. COVID time. Don't touch me. I'm sterile. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you guys are. The confusions, the contradictions, the daily changes in <clears throat> science 
has nothing to do with politics and attitude and personal preferences. Nope, not at all. It's called science now. You know, the more liberals use words and repeat them, the less value they have. They don't mean anything. I mean, look at racism. It's, they scream it every three seconds. doesn't mean anything. It's all about them. They're the racist. They'll prove it to you every time, and I'll prove it to you today. Because I'm just going to show you what they say. <laughs> but now we're talking, you know, science, science, and science, the science, the science, the science, the science, the science. Uh-huh. Are you ready for some science? Because it's going to make your head spin. Congress, GOP members released a report. Not all of Congress, the Democrats, they just are going to pretend it doesn't exist because it's only helpful information to you, but they don't want to come out jointly. Why would we do that? Are you ready? Here we go. Months ahead of the COVID-19 outbreak, the Wuhan National Biosafety Lab, yeah, that one, requested bids for major renovations to air safety and waste treatment systems in research facilities that had been operational for less than two years. That's according to a new congressional report on the pandemic's origin. Such a significant renovation so soon after a facility began operation appears unusual. That's what a Republican said. The projects for air disinfection, hazardous waste, and central air conditioning systems all raise questions about how well these systems were functioning in the months before the outbreak. It goes on. But what's the point? So the Chinese, I've worked with them. I've, I've told you I've been there. I've done business and so forth. They are the best thieves on the planet. They don't actually know how any of this works. They just copy. They steal everything they can. They clone it to the best that they can because, well, it looks the same, so it's the same. But there's a lot of things going on, be it materials, little, you know, things called mechanical devices inside, electrical information and things being sent. Yeah, they, they just, but don't have that on the outside, so it's just absurd. Gunpowder. A gajillion years ago, that's what they brought. Nothing since, nothing since has been brought to the game of life that means a hill of beans. Hasn't changed your life at all. Well, we built a lab. It looks like your lab. What about all the inside? What about the inside stuff? What's inside? I don't know. It's just a, it's a sham. This lab was a mess before COVID was officially out. We're looking to get things redone because, I don't know, could it be because some jackasses named Fauci and the NIH and the CDC had actually been to the facility and were looking around and all trying to help them come up with a nice system. And they said... Think of them as a food inspector going to a restaurant. That's dirty. That's dirty. That's broken. That's good. And that's what they're doing. And the Chinese are like, oh, they very much must get new systems. Oops, too late. This is literally how it goes. Does the term monkeys humping a football mean anything to you? Put that in your mind, and that's what we've got in government. It is astonishing that you sit here and not one Democrat came out and said, yeah, this is not right. This is not usual. We've got people supposedly in the CDC and, and the like, and, and those that do speak up, they are not put on the air anywhere or, or on written paper. Forget it. No way. Cause uh, you're bucking the system, pally. You're not following our agenda. And this is just more information that comes out every week. And every week, guess what? Scientists from, the World Health Organization and CDC and the NIH and more people in Congress and the Senate. Well, it looks like Wuhan lab might have been a problem. Yeah, might. Okay. 
Well, I guess it's progress, right? They're progressives, and they're making progress to the truth as much as they just cannot accept it and allow it. They just keep giving a little bit, and it's actually like, I'm surprised they just haven't been stone cold defiant about it, but here we are. We go to a video <laughs> from the potato, Chairman Joe. He, uh, he's going to give you some data because he's all about the numbers. And then he's going to uh, give props. Play it. Yes, cases are going to go up before they come back down. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I know I've said that constantly, and others have as well. The vaccination of the unvaccinated. You know, and it's needless taking a needless toll on our country. You know, we have uh, roughly 350 million people vaccinated in the United States. Roughly 350 million people vaccinated in the United States. It's estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. More than 150 Americans of every age, of every race, of every background exercise their right to vote. 350 million people vaccinated in the United States. 200 million people have died. So first of all, there are only 330 million, and as of the 2019 census, it was actually 328 million Americans, not 350. So to vaccinate 350 million, well, that's not possible. And on top of it, the number is actually just shy of 200 million that have actually gotten a shot. So uh, he's an idiot. Still, vaxation is not a word. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, we'll be talking about that. I'll, I'll just start it off with this. That's a bunch of crap. That's not a thing, by the way. It's just propaganda. It's not a thing. And then the guy just goes on with his numbers. And I, and I played some extras, some oldies, but some goodies. Because he's just all over the place. You know, 200 million are going to die. And 150. And he's just going, just shut up. That's your president. German Joe. What about your butt? What, what, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does anyone still know what he said? Next article is White House reportedly upset with the mainstream media over, and I quote, irresponsible coverage of Delta variant. Oh, I'm upset too. The White House is frustrated with uh, it views as alarmist and in some instances flat out misleading news coverage about the Delta variant. Let's look at that. The White House and Eric agree. Whoa, boom. I think the world just exploded. <laughs> the Delta variant. Do you want to know what that's all? That's nothing. It seems to be, you know, we'll say more contagious, but has very little impact. It's just, you know, you say the word COVID now, oh, you test it, got to send them home and play the games, but it's nothing even like the flu. And still, none of these variants are as transferable and spreadable as the flu, the common flu that we used to get. Just saying, we used to. Now we don't. That's gone. We cured it. Don't even know how. Science, Eric. It's the science. Right. Okay. But we're sitting here, and the media is screaming only about infection rates. Always infection rates. They're through the roof. They're all over Florida because they want to destroy Governor Ron DeSantis. They want to show, look, you guys have been preaching how good it is down there, and it's a hot mess. Well, they've got millions of people that have been moving there for the last year and a half from everywhere else in the country because they're letting you live their lives. You know what they're not talking about? Death rates. That's weird. 
we were couldn't stop talking about somebody dying and all the elderly in the nursing homes till we find out the Democrat governors were sending them there on purpose. Then we don't talk about that anymore. Told you last week, DOJ, hey, we, we ain't looking there. Nothing to see here. We will not be prosecuting or investigating any governors for uh, bad policy that murdered tens of thousands of seniors. Ah, nothing to see here. Okay. But they're not talking. Nobody is talking about the death rate of Delta. You want to know why? Because there really isn't one. Did you know that if you're under the age of 18, the chances of you dying from coronavirus is one in a million? That's science. That's like a stat from them. I'm just reading it to you. One in a million. You are more likely to get the flu and die from it, you know, if it existed. You are more likely to be struck by lightning than dying from this. But we're in a panic. We're screaming bloody murder about young people. If you're under the age of 12, I believe you still cannot get a vaccine. Last time I read it, which was yesterday. So unless the science changed in the last 12 hours, you never know. So kids are going back to school. You got to wear masks. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just, it's mind boggling. And we'll get to more masks here in a little bit. But the White House is mad, and so much so that CNN, you know, there's a, like five people that watch a show. It was Brian Stetler. He's the bald guy with the puffy face. I think it's a weekend show because I've looked at my guide, and I never see him on it. So I'm like, it's got to be a weekend thing that, you know, once a week because he sucks that bad. But he went on his show, and he parroted word for word. We have to do a reset. Like, here we go. So they're supposed to be which means then MSNBC and NBC and ABC and CBS and the Times and the Post and all these guys will then eventually join hands and they'll all say literally the exact same phrasing to the exact same situation and will not have a thought between them all. But the propaganda machine's out. Everyone's just making this up. Delta may be more transferable, maybe more contagious. I don't know. It's absurd. It is getting so out of hand. The unvaccinated. Right. The unvaccinated. It's all our fault. Well, I'm not sick, and still no one in my family is sick. And what did we do this week? Well, we went on a date night, and we went to public, and we went to the grocery stores, and we went to the post. Went everywhere. Didn't wear my mask because I don't care. And you can hate me. I, I, I don't care. You want to wear a mask? You want to get a vaccine? You want to live in a bubble? You want to stay home? Good for you. All I ask is you give me the same courtesy. I don't want to wear a mask. I'm not going to hide from the world. I'm going to live my life. And if God wants to give me the virus, then so be it. But here's a question. What if a lot of us unvaccinated have, uh quote unquote, had it, but our immune systems took care of it. And we have these antibodies in our system. Oh, see, there's information about that. That if you caught it naturally, you're six times more likely to defend against this in the future versus someone who got vaccinated. That the vaccinated were more likely to get it than me if I got it naturally, but didn't even know it. Is there a test for that? Can I go and have my antibodies checked or whatever we got to do? Probably, but will they do it? No, because that would just, more confusion, you don't understand. I understand. I understand this is a big power scam. It's all it is, control. So as all my good listeners out there know, I am very much against the vaccine right now. I just don't see the point. You know, something like 40 million Americans have gotten COVID. That means almost 300 million haven't. I, I put a lot of stock in the fact that our natural immunities 
her ability to fight off infections are pretty solid. Uh, like I said, I've never gotten the flu. 51 years old, never gotten the flu. Not a sniff of this. I have not been hiding. I've been going out, shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, grabbing shopping carts. I, I just, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to live my life. And uh, I think there should be more tests or a test available for, hey, if you test your body, you find out if you already have the antibodies in you. Like, oh, you've got to, you're good. You don't need anything. Your body's good. Because again, the vaccine isn't as powerful as one's own immune system. That is science. They've said that. I agreed. But did you know in Sweden, you know, to liberals, that's like a, a socialist wet dream. Oh, why couldn't we be more like Sweden? Oh, okay. Did you know Sweden is mask-free and has been? Their scientists and government are like, no, you don't have to do that. Let's just let it happen. Well, it happened. Here we go. Mask-free Sweden is close to zero daily COVID deaths as country's chief epidemiologist plays down fears over Delta's variant's infectiousness. In the last two weeks, Sweden has recorded an average of 0.06 COVID deaths per day, which compares to 74 in the UK and 329 here. Again, the 329 here, really? How many are actual, straight-up COVID there's no RSV going on. There's no cancer. There's no other diseases and issues going on. No, no, no. It's 100% because they got COVID. I guarantee you it ain't 329. Although it has the highest per capita death toll of its Scandinavian neighbors, Sweden has kept its economy afloat throughout the pandemic with its reluctance to enforce tough social distancing rules or lockdowns. They just went and did their thing. They went full Swede on it. And all the numbers, you know, the science, that's a controlled environment. And there you go. They don't have outbreaks and problems. The Delta is just like I said, seems possible to be a little more infectious, but nowhere near the supposed original formula. I guess the original just went away. Well, the vaccines got it. What about all the people that didn't get it? And I, I want to I mention this. Because the media and politicians are screaming how it's Eric's fault. White Trump supporters. It's all you white guys that went to Sturgis. It's all your fault. You know, what did Potato say? Vaxation. The, he didn't even say it right, but he meant to say the vaccine, that this was a pandemic of that. Uh-huh. 72% of black America has and does not want the vaccine. All right? You got that? 72%. This is... the. Their numbers, the CDC, it's theirs. 52% of Hispanic Americans or Hispanics in America don't have it and don't want it. 48% of white Americans don't want it and don't have it. But it's a white racist problem. It's a lie. Higher percentage of black, well, the blacks can't get it. You know, they're in neighborhoods and they, they can't get to a doctor. They're going door to door in the black neighborhoods and being told to get the out of my neighborhood. It's a bunch of crap. They don't trust you. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. I'm stunned that Native Americans are doing it. But I guess maybe they're hoping everybody else dies and they could just take the land back. That's what we were talking about. Eh, maybe. I mean, but our natural immunity is what it is. And they're doing all they can. Biden is now talking about we might mandate travel. If you leave the state, you can't leave unless you got a vaccination. They're doing all they can to force this because, you know, we got to do what we got to do. If I have to leave the state and they won't let me, <laughs> what do you do then? I have, to, I have to think about it. I don't know. 
But this isn't a white guy holding out problem. This is people that don't trust you problem because you're all full of crap and every day you change your mind. The science changes. No, not like that. Every one of these blowhards, I heard the NIH director, some old white guy, I'm not a politician, I'm just a scientist and a doctor. And then he goes on and talks about politics. You have to do it. Or I'm like, no. You're saying we got to wear a mask. Why? I don't understand. If I have the vaccine, why do I have to wear a mask? Why can't I go about my life? Is it not the point to make me better? Or if I do get it, make it less? What's the freaking point? Well, if you don't have the vaccine, you should get the mask. Okay, but how does that hurt anyone? Other than your own choices. This is so insane. And most of the country's like, this doesn't make any damn sense. Good for you, because it doesn't make any damn sense. They don't know. They just don't know. The World Health Organization has put out a temporary moratorium on booster shots. Like, nope, we got to stop. We got to check. Too much is going too fast. I've told you before, FDA approvals take seven to 10 years. That is because they actually research control groups, which means those with, those without, and how it went, the pluses and the minuses, not just of three people, but of thousands, control groups, side effects, things like that. All of this has to be scientifically approached and reported on. And then the FDA reviews it and decides if it's okay or not. So I told you the WHO says, let's put a moratorium on that. Meanwhile, the FDA is speeding up approval process on the Pfizer. Oh, goody. Let's rush that through because nothing bad will come of that. Forget seven to 10 years. Let's try and get this done in seven to 10 weeks. Is anyone going to trust that? They're setting it up. They're doing it on purpose. They don't want you to trust it. It's unbelievable. The amount of confusion and misinformation Take the vaccine. If you're not doing it, you're a killer. Rewind eight months ago, Chairman Joe. Yeah, if Trump says to take it, I'm not taking it. Oh, so you can say it when it's good for you, but I can't say it when it's good for me. I'm killing everybody, but you're, you're not. I mean, for Christ's sake, the man had food on his chin, not once, twice this week. You can go to the videos. He had some orange crap. Looked like he had some orange goo on the side of his face. And someone sent him a note said, you got something on your face. And he actually scratched it and ate it. It was disgusting. The guy's like 10 months old. You know, I'm pretty sure Jill has like a jar of baby food and she has a little spoon. You know, mommies and daddies what I'm talking about. You feed the baby and when it comes out and you take the spoon, and you like scoop up the corners of the mouth and stuff it back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just two days ago, he had brown stuff on his face, but nobody told him this time. I'm like, what is that? Brown? Is it blueberry? What the hell? What is up? He can't wipe his face. You're telling me his babysitters and handlers can't say, come here, Joey Bowie. Come here, be wiping your face. You're a good baby. What a good baby. Okay, now go out. If Trump had anything on his face other than orange, you'd all lose your minds. Oh, my God. He's, nobody's screaming about Biden and his whew, lack of mental acuity. The guy does not know who he is or where he is. There's another video of him just walking around the green. He comes back and he's just walking around the White House. He missed the door. He just starts walking and he's just walking on the sidewalk. Then he off the sidewalk to the grass and walks around some hedges. And then he makes a right turn because he sees the White House and he just walks down the side and then Secret Service opens the door like over here. 
And then he didn't go to it, so the guy had to reposition himself. So I don't, it's, God, it's so bad. But I digress. I got a video from uh, one of my least favorite people on the planet. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the bridge is out. But I think people should know, there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and kind of responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. It's like no different than a traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else by accident. So this is why we have a traffic light. You cannot say, no one is going to tell me that I'm going to stop here, that I have to stop at this traffic light here. I'm going to go right through it. Yeah, then you kill someone else, and then it is you doing. So this is the same thing with the virus. You cannot go and not put a mask on because when you breathe, you can infect someone else, and you can infect someone that then gets sick and may die. This is from an idiot from Austria who fled communism, being a communist. If he didn't get all that, the man's a communist. He married a Kennedy, for Christ's sake. He has celebrity behind him. Somehow that makes him smarter than you. He's not educated. He has no medical history background whatsoever. I'm just telling you that you've got to wear the mask because you're going to kill people. Well, if you're vaccinated, muscle head, what do you care? The science says the vaccine is cure. See, when I was a baby, I think all of us, we got polio shots, mumps, chicken pox, things like that. And almost all of us never saw any of that. But it took a decade or more of coming up with these vaccines. And someone had chicken pox. In theory, I've been vaccinated. I won't get it. That's the whole purpose of this. Get it to not get it. But if you breathe on me, ah, I'm going to die. Fortunately, we're not that lucky. Just kidding. It doesn't work like that. It's not supposed to work like that. If these vaccines are legitimate, this isn't a problem. I appreciate your concern for me, but you just worry about you and your illegitimate children and your ex-wife and all that you've got going on. You're a much busier man than me and got bigger problems than whether I or my friends or my listeners get vaccinated. And it's to compare to like to the streetlights. And if it's not there, you run it. You know, streetlights aren't everywhere. There's stop signs. I live in a community, very rural. Unfortunately, probably 80% of the people in my community don't give a crap about a stop sign. Just run them. I and my family, we stop, we look, and that's our choice. But I can look out for the others. If they're coming, I can just stop and wait and let them do their foolish thing. And if they hit us in our you know, community and they're going 34, they're going to smash up my car, probably get some bumps and bruises, but likely aren't going to kill anybody. Not with the safety devices within the vehicles these days. And then I get to sue and I get everything. That's just stupid. It's irrelevant. It's like if you're a drunk diver. No, it's not. These are choices. You choose to run a stop sign. You choose to drink and drive. I didn't choose to get a virus. But you're not taking the vaccine. Um, the science says it ain't that big of a deal. The chances of getting it are very limited. I am not obese. I'm not 80 years old. 
and I'm not under the age of 18. We'll get to that. It's absurd. It's just, you got to do what you got to do because in Austria, that's how we do it. You got to look out. Just panic. Just panic and nonsense. I didn't vote for that jack off when he ran for governor and wanted nothing to do with him and he was a fraud. He was. The people on the left, they are my friends. They are the ones that finance my movies. Yeah. Now, mind you, immediately after he told us to go screw our freedoms, this piece of excrement, Arnold Schwarzenegger, was in Beverly Hills, in his Hummer, parked, walking out through the parking lot without a mask, and smoking a cigar. Okay, hypocrite. You're talking about you're killing people with your actions. Uh, secondhand smoke. Let's just start there, Jack Wagon. How about where's your mask? Oh, and that Hummer. Do we even want to get into the carbon that you put out on a 1990-whatever Hummer? Shut up. I'm going to remind you all that their arguments are futile. These are the people that when it comes to killing an innocent baby, they line up and back each other in high five and have no problem doing it whatsoever. None. Simone Biles, America's hero. She was a foster kid and she's like, I'm all for abortion. Uh-huh. She doesn't get the irony in that at all. None of them do. So let me get this straight. You can kill babies all day long and that is actually a fact. You suck it out, do the thing to it and abort it. It's dead. You killed another life form. Okay. I am going about my day breathing, living. There's no proof out there whatsoever that any of us have given anything to anybody, but it is possibly more likely that our immune systems have got this under control and we can't spread. Who knows? But there's a lot of ifs and whats and could be's. And that, to them, you're out there killing people. No, no, you're killing people with your hokey dokey on the abortions. Let's just kill babies. I didn't put a bunch of COVID-infected seniors in nursing homes. Democrat governors did that. I didn't make you eat six Big Macs a day, every day of your life, just for breakfast. And then have, you know, like the hobbits would say in the uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, first breakfast, second breakfast, brunch, second brunch, third lunch. You know, and they, they eat all day long. That, uh, nobody made you do that and put you at 400, 450, 500 pounds. I can't, I can't breathe. I just walked to the kitchen. Oh, somebody get me a, uh, get me ice cream. Nobody. That's personal. And guess what? Poor health decisions, drug users, have consequences. They do. If you want to live in a bubble, live in a bubble. I and many like me do not want to live in a bubble. We're going to go live our lives. And if God calls on me to get it and I got to go, then I got to go. It's heaven. It's God. What do we got to be worried about? But I'm here and I can make a difference. And I can speak up. And I can point out the hypocrisy of these morons. I'm not a moron. Okay, I am a moron. It's just ridiculous. Now let's get to uh, the counterpoint from Joe Rogan, king of the podcast. Joe Rogan warns vaccine passports take America, quote, one step closer to dictatorship as outrage mob tries to cancel him again. See, there's a call and... CNN, I'll play the video. We gotta have the passports, gotta have passports. Show me your papers. 
That's what they want. They want you, you got, you got to have your proof of vaccination. We got to have a passport that says you're vaccinated. You got to have all these, show me your papers. Does this not ring of irony to anybody out there? I mean, this Schwarzenegger's a jackass. He, you know, he's rich. He don't care. He's, he's got rich people problems. But the rest of us have an actual life to live. We have bills to pay, kids to get educated. We got a lot of stuff that they don't have a clue. You look at the price of everything going through the roof. It doesn't matter to me. I make a lot of money. I know. The rest of us make money, but not a lot. But we've got enough to pay bills, maybe a little extra for lucky and blessed. But they're sitting there going, we're really thinking about it. We're really thinking about it. Play the clip. And just last question, because I know they're doing it in Europe, but you're not CDC director of Europe, which I'm sure you're plenty happy about. But they, they're issuing health, <laughs> health passes there, right? Where, you know, you can go to a disco or a discotheque, as they like to call it there, if you have a, a health pass. Is that something that the CDC would ever lean into or perhaps advise here? You know, I think some communities are doing that, and, and that may very well be, be a path forward. So that's the CDC director. Well, you know, liberal cities are doing it everywhere, and, you know, maybe we should do it. Yeah, we're considering it. Uh-huh. Lord Fauci had something to say about it. And, uh, shocker, this week he says this. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country, who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. We've had 615,000 plus deaths, and we are in a major surge now as we're going into the fall, into the school season. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. But you're not going to get mandates centrally from the federal government. But when you're talking about local mandates, mandates for schools, for teachers, for universities, for colleges, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. Take a minute and process what President Fauci, St. Fauci, Lord Fauci, whatever you want to call the guy, Pope Fauci. That was 100% a non-scientific, 100% pure political observation, period. He had to mention the freedom aspect. Well, I know people like to have their freedom, but, you know, 600,000 have died of COVID. First of all, almost all of that number is from the original variant. And of that original variant, remember, hospitals were paid money, financial aid monies, for every death they could slap COVID on. I do believe, I've talked to people in the medical profession who say, you know, people are being counted they got shot in the head or run over by a truck, but had COVID in their system, listed as the death as COVID. One of my dear friends, his father, had COVID in his system, but did not die of that. He had a stroke. Completely unrelated. Cause of death, COVID. It's assumable, based on corporate and political greed, as a normal thing that we see every day, that hospitals, I mean, we all talk about the cost of insurance and everything going up because hospitals are taking all this money and they're sending bills in, you know, town will cost you $1,000. I mean, I literally had allergy medicine when I was in for a surgery 10 years ago. 
And I asked my wife, she brought it over so I could take my allergy medicine. They wouldn't let me use that. I had to pay for the same thing through them. So I had a prescription. It was like $18 and I had to pay 85, 85. But no, these people wouldn't lie. It's not about the money. Oh, it's always about the money because money's power. Have we not figured any of this out yet? So is it possible in the realm of possibilities that maybe 20, 30, 40, maybe 50% of the actual deaths had nothing to do with a respirator and COVID, but died of another cause, cancer, car, gun, a knife, anything, anything at all. No, they're all listed. All of them. I told you some are starting to revise numbers down. Revising numbers. Oh, yes. CDC, because it's not political, is saying there are 28,000 people in Florida right now that are in the hospitals and have COVID, tested positive. Except the Florida Health Department says the number is less than 15. The CDC then says, oops, we'll, 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 we'll correct that number, but we're not going to say it out in public. Because that's not politically convenient. We've got to destroy the guy that's saying, live your lives. Get it, don't get it, go, I don't even care. You decide for you what's best for you because that's the American way. You want it, take it. You don't, don't. You want to live in a bubble, do. You don't, don't. We used to have choices and freedom here. But Fauci had to make a point that I know it might impact people's individual freedoms. That's political. They're lying about the whole thing. 615,000 of the Delta in the last month that, oh, the Delta variant's busted out everywhere. Cases are through the roof. No one's dying. The death rate is less than flu. And we didn't give a crap about flu for the last uh, 85 years. They can't just flip a switch and care and make something out of nothing. This is nothing. If you're unhealthy, if you've got extenuating health circumstances, if you make bad choices, eat a lot, do drugs, any of that stuff. It's coming for you first. That's what all viruses do. But let's carry on. Let's get into more confusion. You remember the CDC lady that started this little section here about mandates? She went the next day on Fox News and said, we're considering federal mandates on vaccine passports and so forth. Information like that, that you got to do it. Then she goes on CNBC and says the opposite an hour later. You don't believe me? I have Shepard Smith from CNBC, not a right winger, breaking the exact conversation down. Play it. We reported at the top of this news hour that the CDC director said in the last hour on Fox News Channel that the Biden administration is looking at federally mandating COVID vaccines, which directly contradicted the White House statement today that it was not considering that move. Dr. Walensky has just clarified that com comment. In a tweet reply to CNBC healthcare reporter Berkeley Lovelace, she wrote, there will be no nationwide mandate. I was referring to mandates by private institutions and portions of the federal government. There will be no federal mandate. Why are you so reluctant? What's your problem? The science is the science. She's the, I got so many things to say about her. She's in charge of the CDC and she doesn't even know. She's another political hack that it basically has not a clue. The White House said no, she said yeah, and then she goes and tweets, well, no, I was referring to something else. Right. No, you weren't. There's going to be a huge push for this. I told you come September, the Delta 
is out of control. They're going to shut it down. Look what they're doing in California. Governor Numbnuts will get to him later. His life is on the line, and he knows it. He's feeling the heat. And I was actually surprised. I figured he was going to lay down and not just say or do anything till the election. Because the less he does, the better chance he has of surviving. And the more he speaks, and the more he (laughs) loses his cool, he does, (laughs) and makes stupid, unscientific, backed decisions to control the population, population's going to slap him back. My wife is a school teacher. We have many friends that are school teachers in multiple districts across the country. Listeners of this show, I got math teachers and history teachers, PE teachers, English teachers, got them all. Love you guys. Governor Numbnuts, that's Adolph Newsom, for those that aren't aware here in California, has decided and mandated that all school employees will be vaccinated, and if you're not, you will be tested weekly. Why? Again, oh, worried about the kids. Are you? Because the kids aren't getting this. They're not dying from it. They're getting more issues from other stuff. We'll talk about that in a moment. But mandating that every employee of every school district in this state has to get the vaccine. And I think it's October or something. Middle of October is the deadline. Well, here's the good news. He gets recalled on September 14th. So if he loses and Larry Elder wins, you don't have to get your vaccines if you don't want them. Guaranteed, he'll remove that mandate because it's just a pen and paper. Nobody voted. There's no law. He's just saying it because it's what dictators do. They just decree things. And none of it's based on science. We've gone over this multiple times. The kids are getting more problems and issues from the mask. Limits their breathing. Here's the thought. For those of you all out there that have a reusable mask, how often do you wash it? Because you're not washing it two, three times a day like you should. You know, gunk collects and you breathe it in and out, in and out. There are more hospitalizations. They're not talking about this because it's all about COVID and Delta. RSV. Infections, it's a virus, respiratory, to young people is booming, going through the roof. Something like 25,000 cases have been reported in the States just in the last week of this unusual out-of-nowhere spike of RSV virus. Oh, I'll help you with the science and go, could it have to do with the damn masks? If you're not replacing your crappy 12-cent mask that won't do anything anyway, and you replace that every hour, fine. But it doesn't do anything, so it's not. there's no point. Or if you're using a reusable, which, again, not very efficient, and you just breathe in and out of that and cough in it and drool in it and everything else, you eat and there's food on there and you forget to wipe your face, and it's just there all day long. And you get the redness around your lips, the marks on your faces. That is not supposed to be there. That's a problem for healthy people. Mandated. No, we'll see how it goes. Said so my wife and I, I'm like, I told her, said, Dom, just tell your friends, vote yes. We'll talk about that. And you can decide for yourselves. There will be lawsuits because despite the teacher union setting policy, as we played in earlier clips, you know, they're telling the scientists, well, we think you should, oh, well then since we're in agreement with the teacher's union, why would you say teacher's union? What gives that? It's political power. They have no knowledge. They have no insight into any of this. They just don't want their people going back to work. The sad thing is, 
a lot of people that work in school districts here in California and across the country that are still sadly members of a union will not stand up for them on this. They're throwing them away. And I'm going to tell you, here's your slippery slope, teachers. You keep rooting for this and, you know, I, I, yeah, I want to wear a mask and I want to be vaccinated, but you know what? We'll just shut it down. I can do this from home and it's so much better for me. Except the slippery slope goes from there. Then I don't need you. And then I don't need you. And then I don't need you. And I can start removing all the teachers. And I can just input a program. Teachers, you've heard of Khan. Parents of students, you've heard of Khan. That was created by an Indian rich guy who came here to the States to do business and then created a system, quit his job so he could teach his family back home. That's what it is. We'll just play videos for your kids and they can get into education via that. But what about all the teachers? I don't know, morons. What about it? You can't start and just stop it. Once it goes, it's going to get out of control. It always does. So go to school. Teach the kids in person. I know most of you want that. And enjoy it. Don't be paranoid. Don't be freaked out. You know, my wife says, well, they're going to test me. She says, if they think I'm going to go somewhere to get tested, they're out of their damn mind. You're going to test? You test me right here, and I'm not coming in early. I'm coming in when I normally do. You do your thing, and what do you do? You, you, you test it, and then tomorrow you tell me? And that was my point a couple of weeks ago. What, so you're going to test them? And then what? Tell them they can't work till the results come back? No. No. The results come back tomorrow, and you're going to let them work. Well, if they come back positive tomorrow, but they... Do you see how stupid this all is? It's just about the power. All about the power. Control. Fear. It's all as any of this is about. Every story that comes up proves it. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Obama. Remember him? Barack Hussein Obama. The former president. He turned 60. He had him a schwindig. For you unsophisticated people out there that listen to the show, that, that's all of you, that's, <laughs> I say that word sophisticated because a reporter defended the party. None of, nobody's wearing masks, by the way. They're all having a good time and rooping and hauling. But don't worry, they've all had their vaccines. Wink, wink. None of them had to produce papers that they were vaccinated. They all were told to leave their phones. They could not bring their phones in. But phones got in. And some chick I don't even know, who I guess they know, is filming Barack dancing like a white boy. Oh, God. Talk about no rhythm. I thought I was bad. Like, oof. Well, there's worse. Good to know. So I can hit the dance floor with some confidence and always say, I'm better than Obama. They're all out there hugging and kissing, whatever. No masks. All in a home in the Hamptons, lovey. Having a good time. And a journalist from CNN literally said, you, these are sophisticated and celebrity people. You just wouldn't understand. Oh, I understand you're an idiot. And they're so concerned about it that they wore masks. Oh, wait, they didn't. They were so concerned that they want to make sure everyone got vaccinated and wanted proof. Oh, but they didn't. Now let's flip to the, uh, the same side. Let's just go down the street a little bit to his old hometown of Chicago. So, you know, last weekend in Chicago, there was an event. Lollapalooza. 400,000 showed up. No one's wearing a mask in all the pictures I saw. Elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder. There were, everyone was in this thing. 400,000. Don't worry, Chicago Health Department says this was not a super spreader event. Right. But let's move over to the West a little bit to a state of South Dakota. The Sturgis Rally, where a bunch of white people attended that voted for Trump. They weren't 400,000 people stuffed into one little field. 
This was, I don't even know the numbers, but I think it was like 100, 200,000, whatever, spread around the town of Sturgis for the Sturgis rally that goes on all week. That, that was a super spreader event. The news, the CDC, they all said it. They all came out and called that without knowledge or any, that's a super spreader. The party for the president wasn't, 400,000 people in Chicago wasn't, but in Sturgis, South Dakota, it is. Well, that's the science. You all want to explain to me how a germ, a bacteria, a virus, only affects Trump voters in South Dakota, but doesn't affect liberal people in Chicago or the socialist elite (laughs) in the Hamptons. Completely illogical, completely political. It's crap. Why does this guy, Eric, just hate on all this? Because it's crap. And if you just listen and watch what they say and do, you might flick on that one brain cell you're not smoking pot into and go, wait a minute, why is a concert totally okay, but a motorcycle rally, that's bad. I don't get it. No, you should not get it. It makes no sense whatsoever. Fired up. This is so stupid. Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago about the kids and heart conditions? In 30 days, in the age range of 12 to 17-year-olds, because they can get the vaccine, 360,000 and counting of those young people now have heart conditions they didn't have 31 days ago. Vaccinate everything and everybody, be damned. Told you, my, my youngest son is 17, he's an athlete, and we're not doing it. We're not going to jeopardize. That's a, that's a sizable number, 360,000. Because we all know that the young are not being affected by this at all. So only the sycophant, communist parents out there, you know, the vegans, sorry, I, I just got to make fun of you. Those people, those people that you go, you know, everything's bad for you. Everything's bad for you. You can't do this. You can't do that. Everything's bad for you. You got They're going to get their kid a shot. Now their kid has probably got a heart condition of some sort, cardiac issues. Young people are having heart attacks. That is the worst case. And then with it, death. This is not a good thing. My son's being recruited, we've asked. If you're demanding it, then sorry, we'll go somewhere else. And uh, as soon as you say that, they're really funny about it. They're like, oh, you know, there's waivers. I kind of figured there were. You gotta stand your ground. I'm not going to jeopardize my young son's health over this fiasco. This panic, media-driven, political nightmare. I'm not sacrificing any of us for this crap. Don't want to hang out with me? I don't care. Don't. Feel sorry for me? Don't. Don't don't bother. There's nothing to feel sorry for. I'm making my decision for me and my family based on the evidence and the information, siphoning through all the contradictions. And I hope you do too. I thought this was cute. You know, Kamala... The vice Prez or the Prez, depending on who you ask. And if you ask Chairman Joe, she's the Prez. She's considering sending the border vaccines. Um, told you they weren't doing that, by the way. And you might have gone, oh, they've got to be. No, no, they're just testing them. Up to 20% of the people coming across the border have tested positive. Okay? And she's thinking about it. Six months, just this month, the biggest number of illegal immigrants crossing the border just happened in the month of July. Huge number. It's like they caught a quarter million. How many did they miss? 21 years, biggest number. Don't come, don't come. Wink, wink. No vaccines. COVID is so bad, America, for you parents that are screaming, you gotta get it, the Karens. 
the vegans, you know, the nutbags out there that are just so overreactive that to the first sign of panic that they just jump all in. If your government was serious about any of this, if this was a legitimate health crisis to any of us, do you think for six months they would just let millions of people come across and not vaccinate them and just let them come across? You know, they're not coming across and going to Walgreens, and, uh, you know, and speaking no English and getting themselves a shot. It doesn't work like that. So you've got millions coming across, 20% of that number at minimum are infected. You see how they live and they travel? The number just goes through the roof. Now they're all over the country. Remember, the Air Force is deploying illegal immigrants all over the country, unvaccinated, to the red states and cities and counties. Remember, we're going to change the demographics. The Berlin airlift, I mentioned that, and I was half joking. The Air Force hasn't been this busy since then. They are constantly flying out of Texas, New Mexico and Arizona and California, and, fl- and shipping them everywhere to a town near you, unvaccinated. But it's so bad, and you're, you're killing people even not vaccinated to wear your mask. Millions are coming across the border, and nobody gives a crap. Harris is thinking about it. So when you ask me, Eric, why don't you believe them? Just another instance. They don't care. They're partying without their masks. They're letting illegals come in unvaccinated and sending them everywhere. They're not containing them. They're not testing them. They're not getting vaccines in these bases and camps and housings or whatever they're doing. Nope. Ship them out. And literally said, it's that community that they go to's problem to deal with the health issues. And oh, what's happening all over the border of Texas? Democrat mayors are screaming, we can't handle all the illegals that are got COVID. We can't handle it. We need help. We need federal assistance. Well, well, think about it. Give me six months. That's how important this is. That's how phony this is. If it was real, do you think they would have done something on day one? But Lloyd Fauci wanted to, he won't say a damn thing about that border. CDC, nope, Rachel, she ain't going to say a damn thing about that border. But here comes a disease. Two years ago, whooping cough. We hadn't had whooping cough here in the country forever. That came across. Kids in California started getting what? Whooping cough. <sighs> oh, well, you know, it's no big deal. We, we want them here. Right. Schwarzenegger's got to have some immigrant to bang. That's what he did when he got divorced. He banged a maid immigrant and made a baby. Just saying, that happened. I need to bang me some immigrant whores. Uh-huh. The lack of common sense, knowledge, intelligence for this whole process is mind-boggling numb. It's just numbing. Eric, you got to get the vaccine. You're killing everyone. What about the border? I don't care about the border. They must come in. But they've got the illness. I don't. Yeah, but they're, you're going to kill. They're not. They're important. Right, because you got to bang yourself under the housemaid. I like the housemaids. So I'm going to wrap this segment up on some really good news. I read articles about all this stuff every day. In the morning before I leave, lunchtime, at home, dinner, I try to stay educated and informed. In Tel Aviv, that's Israel, I've told you about some Israeli information in the past where they've shut things down and gotten reactions. They're the ones that found out about the heart thing. Oh, by the way, now we got a problem here. Israel's analyzing a drug that has reversed 93% of severe cases of coronavirus in just five days. 
I'm going to read this to you. And I, you need to understand this because there are things happening that they don't want you to know because our media isn't talking about it, but it's out there. And again, I'll remind you, Israel doesn't have a reason to lie. They don't have a big population. There aren't a lot of Jews left, and they're going to do all they can in their power. That's a government that actually focuses on, we got to make sure we don't die from this. Get cracking. Boom. They're cracking. A new finding made himself known in the middle of the battle to banish the COVID and to help those who have been infected with the virus. A team from the Soroski Medical Center in Tel Aviv analyzes a drug based on a molecule called CD24, which is found naturally in your body. And that reversed 93% of severe cases of coronavirus. The drug is in phase two, and it is key for the treatment of patients with pictures complicated by the disease. Nadir Arber, who leads the team, noted, quote, we are very happy to have found a tool to address the physiology of the illness, end quote, and he clarified that it is a great alternative of treatment since it manages to reverse the most difficult cases in just five days, and here's the best part, at a low cost. As explained by the specialist, the treatment is called EXO-CD24, and it's based on the CD24 molecule, which I told you is in your body. It's a protein that is found in the membrane of cells, and that, among other things, regulates the cytokine storm. You got to look that up. It's C-Y-T-O-K-I-N-E. That is an overactivation of the immune system, which attacks it, thus managing to regain balance in the body. In this regard, the researchers said, as of today, we have not registered any secondary effect significant to no patient. It is important to remember that 19 out of 20 COVID-19 patients do not need any therapy. Okay. We're going to share, like I always do, this article will be on our social media. So read it, share it, get it out there. So 19 out of 20 cases, you don't even need anything. But of the one, this one is 93% promising on reversing. So out of that one out of 20, 100 of those people, 93 are going to be totally fine. You have to do the math on it. It's a big number of people that would actually need this and get fixed. And then the number of actual people that would likely succumb or have long-standing issues with, with COVID is ridiculously low and minute. This is just information that goes on every day and every week that Fauci will not talk about because it's a positive thing. People are taking hydrochloroquine and it's helping them with Delta. Shh. He won't say anything about that. Neither will the nitwit broad from the CDC. They will not talk about positive treatments under circumstances. Nope. They are all doom and all gloom and all flip-floppy and every day and every hour, as I showed you earlier, she changed her mind. Greatest overreaction in history. Okay, guys, thanks for being so patient and hanging in there. I know this is a longer episode, but there was a lot of important stuff to talk about. I'm very passionate about my police and my military. And the COVID thing just rubs me wrong. But this last topic is for everybody. It's California, but it's for everybody. The recall is on September 14th. We're a month away. They've mailed ballots, supposedly, I haven't gotten ours yet, to everybody. Because we're, you know, that's the only way the Democrats can 
cheat. Just get for everybody and collect them and fill them out yourself. If you can and are able to vote in California, you must. And I'm recommending and suggesting you do what you damn well please because it's a free country. But if you want to know what you should do, you vote yes to question number one. That is to recall him. We don't want him around anymore. Second question is a list of names. And you go down to the one that says Larry Elder, a black man, because I'm so racist, a conservative black man who is busting his tail, going out everywhere, talking to everybody about what we got to do. He's already saying oh, mask mandates and all that stuff. That stuff's gone, man. I mean, he's appealing to the majority of the people of the state. You don't want that stuff. You don't want me, you know, 20,000 businesses are shut down in the last 12 months in California. 20,000 small businesses shut down forever in this state. Economy's great. Gavin had a meltdown because he's feeling it. If he wasn't feeling it, he wouldn't have this meltdown. He's being asked questions about, you know, California struggling here, California. Why don't you focus on the positive? We're number one. And he names the dumbest stuff that doesn't mean anything to anyone except for maybe Silicon Valley. So for you, it doesn't mean anything. People go, well, we're number one in homeless. We're number one in crime and death. We're number one in growing illegal pot. You know, we're, we're number one in a lot of bad stuff. Our, our educational system and the kids, we're not number one. We're like number 40 million. We're not good. It's completely broken. Taxes, yeah, we're number one. Price of a gallon of gas, we're number one. Having the least amount of water, but the most just run straight to the ocean, we're number one. We don't save any. We just let it go straight to San Francisco Bay. Ocean needs water too. We're number one. He's losing it. So my point is to everybody as we wrap this up is, if we can do it here, if we can change the political landscape like this in California, and I am optimistic. You know, if we lose, it's I really believe it's because Democrats are just going to flat out cheat. And hopefully the Republicans sue the crap out of the state and we can catch them. And if you're part of it, be a snitch. You got to speak out. If you see what's going on and you got 10 ballots coming to your house, you, you, need to, you need to put that on social media and get that out there because they're going to do all they can to save that guy's ass. In between him and Cuomo, I mean, that was the future of the Democratic Party and one's resigned in shame so he can run again and collect a pension. But that's all another story. And in this jack wagon with a hair, brings no, nothing to the table and he's just a bunch of cliches. He's like that bad athlete at the end of the game, going to a reporter. Well, you know, we just like to keep our head up and play day to day. Focus on the next game. That's all this guy does. And signs a lot of bad legislation from bigger idiots. But yeah, vote yes. Question number one. Vote for Larry Elder. Listen Up America and your host, Eric, endorses Larry Elder for governor of the once great state of California. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.